center of the universe and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Selner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Three, two, one, boom! Boom, 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 and then boom again. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And typically on the shows, we're always joined with Dr. Robert Zellner. He's the optometrist turned the the tycoon of Tulsa. He is out there exploring the vast world of entrepreneurship like his name was Daniel Boone. And typically he, he does that. He comes back, though, once a day to do the show with us. But recently he's been gone out expanding his empire. And so I am very excited to reintroduce you to the man with the plan, the co-host with the most. It is Dr. Z, back in the box that rocks with me. What's going on, sir? Oh, it feels so good to be back in the box that rocks, Clay. I, You know what? I'd just like to say to all the Thrivers and everybody listening out there, um, I missed you, Clay. Oh. I, I missed you. Oof. Well, I tell you what, you know, one of the things about the, the show, I, I didn't want to I didn't want to make you. Uh, I didn't want to upset you. So there's a couple things I wanted to update with you. Some changes we've made um, with the show while you were gone. Because today we're talking about file organization and how to become a very effective, uh, organized business owner. But before we get into the nitty gritty, I just had a little housekeeping notes. Is it okay if I give you some big updates? Absolutely. We're going to be talking about only uh, politics and religion. <laughs> uh, last week we did the entire show about North Korea. Uh, we talked about Trump. We talked about Saudi Arabia. We've just been really going we, down. I mean, I know can, we, can we get some? Gardening in there? I mean, because you know, I mean, everybody likes a good garden. Well, I mean, we we were told specifically on. this has to be a business school. It's business with basically it's business school without the BS. And I figured since you were gone for a week and you're the CEO of Thrive Fifteen, oh, it's cats, okay. The cat was away, so the mouse played. Is that, yeah, is that and what, what happened me? was is we had no listeners at all. It was like crickets out there. So now we're going back to business this week because you're back. Oh well, that's good. And listen, folks, I am sorry and. I just want to post-apologize for anything Clay may have done un, un, uh, you know, without my guardrails being there. Because yeah. I, am, I am the guardrails on the bowling lane, and Clay's like the ball that goes just flying down the lane and just crashes into the pins. Second piece of housekeeping I wanted to share with you. that okay. Again, we didn't approve it. We just went ahead and did it, okay. Okay. assuming that uh, uh, you would endorse it. We decided on Mondays every guest that we have has to be taller than six foot nine. Oh, I think that's a great idea. And so we I have Ryan it's... Myers. <laughs> Ryan Myers on the show today. He actually is the owner of. Uh, I'll let him explain his um, his empire here. But he actually auto wraps vehicles. He owns Outlaw Customs as well as Transit Advertising. Uh, Ryan, for anybody who's just tuning in, what exactly do you do at, at Transit and Outlaw? I am an entrepreneur with a vast breadth of of businesses out there. I have Outlaw Customs. We're a vehicle wrap company. We design. Print and install wraps on cars, buses, boats, walls, doors, floors, windows, chairs, whatever we can wrap uh, other than live things, maybe turtles from time to time. And then I own Transit Advertising, Inc. We sell the advertising space on the buses in six different markets and then design and wrap those buses as well. Have you ever uh, uh, auto-wrapped a motorcycle? We've wrapped a number of motorcycles. What we about do, a Hummer? We do motorcycles, Hummers. We've wrapped urinal covers. Z, we, have we you ever auto-wrapped a vehicle or a urinal cover? No, I haven't, but I'm, I'm excited to auto-wrap a, a turtle. I mean, back when I was a kid, I used to love having go and catch turtles. My dad would drive down these old country roads, 
And then sure enough, we'd see a turtle. We'd get out. We'd always grab that turtle and take it to our And house. I might want to hide inside my turtle shell after I tell you the third update, the final update we made while you were gone. Okay. So, so again, quick re- recap. Very political last week. Very political. Now we have six foot nine or taller's or, requirement or taller. to get on to the ride, to the, yeah. thrive, the thrive Time show here on, on Mondays. Mondays. On Mondays. Yeah, the Monday recorders. The other, the other thing is is that this is this is big here. So from, from a turtle perspective and auto wraps, I hate, I don't know how to tell you, but right now while we're doing the show, they're going to auto wrap your car with a, with your, your Porsche with a, fate, with a picture of me. And it's just going to say, Thank oh, you. That's just going to be on the oh, side. Thank so you. Nice We're working on that you. right now. Yeah. Right now. Oh gosh, guys, that wow. just that just gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling. And to help Tulsa feel closer to you, we wrote all of how you voted politically the last few elections on oh. the side of it. So it's just like check boxes. Yeah, it's really going to bring people together. It just it just speeds things up. People just, <laughs> they, just get, they just get to know you that much quicker. That's good. I, these I, are all great ideas, by the oh, way. Oh wow. I mean, these are solid, solid. <laughs> <laughs> I do have uh, aspirations of a a Z's '66 Auto Auction Turtle Dirt. So we could wrap those. Ooh, turtles. I like that. Make, oh. them look like, make them look like Porsches and and. Well, Ryan, you, well, you know we have our vans that run around town picking folks up. Um, how much does it cost to wrap like a fifteen passenger van? It's around thirty five hundred dollars for a for a full size van to do the whole thing. Yeah, and how long like, how long does that wrap last typically? Three to five years, depending on how you take care of it. Take okay. care of it like a thirty five hundred dollar paint job, and it'll last a long time. Okay, cool. All right. Also, if you want to auto wrap a bus for was it two thousand bucks a month or how much is it per month? You can auto wrap the an actual entire city bus that travels around all day. I mean, how much does that cost? Oh yeah, it's a half a million dollar bus driving around fourteen hours a day, six days a week is nineteen hundred dollars a month for the space. Well, that's not bad. that's not a bad deal at all. Now, when you do that um, and and you you wrap the bus, the uh, how many eyes do you figure set? You know, how many people look at that throughout the day? I mean, sure. are there different routes for different sets of eyes, or is it all pretty much the same? Well, there are different routes, and some of the routes go downtown and some some places, you know, universities and the malls. Yeah. And, and they average around 70,000 impressions a day. 70,000? Okay, that's, yeah. that's quite a bit. That's a... That's like a billboard in a busy intersection. So it, it is, but it's driving through all the busy intersections. So yeah, I like that. Great. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Now, do they take the buses and they change their routes, or they're pretty much when it's a route, that's its route. You know, it would be nice if it was a route. That's the route, but they do change them around based on the uh, rider availability and and how many people are at different places. They they have the flexibility to mm-hmm. adjust the routes and therefore the buses. Mm-hmm. Now, Thrive Nation, if you want to know more about auto wrapping your vehicle, what's your website, my man? Yeah, it's Transit Advertising Inc inc.com www.transitadvertisinginc.com bam and Ryan you talked about being in six different cities with your wrapping of the buses what cities are those we have Tulsa Oklahoma City okay okay Norman Edmond okay okay so all of Oklahoma then Columbia Missouri mm-hmm. and Wichita Falls Texas hey Wichita Falls Texas that's where my um, my family's from I love that town really yeah I did yeah. not know this yeah Wichita Falls Texas it's right there just kind of south of Lawton Pretty close to the border. and yeah, um, It is. Yep. Now, Thrive Nation, we're talking today about Organization 101. No one will ever use your systems if no one can find them. Okay, so here's an example. This is move number one. If you're listening right now and you are not organized, you need to know this. And how do you know if you're organized? How do you know? I mean, because everyone likes to feel like they're organized. Well, let me give an example. Having done uh, business coaching with clients for now, what, 13 years, 14 years, I have discovered that most clients who are not organized don't know where any of their passwords are. That's sort of a telltale sign. They don't know where the passwords are. So if you, if you are somebody who, if, if someone asks you, they say, where's your password? And you have no idea where it is. That would not be, uh, you, this would be a sign that maybe you need some help with your file organization. So that would be a slide indicator that you are not as organized as one should be. 
Now, Z, I want to ask you this. With your optometry clinic, in a typical day, how many patients would you see maybe at the memorial location? Let's say it's a busy Saturday. What's a typical patient flow? Oh, probably somewhere around 120, maybe 100. 120 humans. Yeah, 120 humans. And every human uh, has a first and last name. Correct. And they have their own prescription. Correct. Now, there is an optometrist in town who I will not mention. I won't even, I won't even dance around who it may be. It's very vague. But there's one in Tulsa who I know numerous times has given the wrong prescription to people that I know, but it's a consistent thing. Like, it's become a kind of a joke yeah. where people just don't go there because they go, seriously, you'll be wearing glasses going, oh, my vision hasn't changed that much. Because when you get new glasses, it's always kind of an adjustment period. But pretty soon they realize, this, this guy's giving me the wrong prescription. <laughs> and happens. nobody's perfect. It happens, it happens. And yeah. nobody's perfect. But what kind of organization, what kind of stone-cold, lead-pipe, lockdown, Fort Knox-style organization do you have to have over there at Dr. Robert Zeller and Associates to keep every file from becoming disorganized? Well, everybody listening out there that works in a medical practice, um, owns a medical practice, or you know, any type of medical practice, it is of the utmost. I mean, to get someone's medical history, to, to get two people confused in the system about that can be extremely, extremely dangerous and can lead to some serious problems. Now, of course, getting the wrong prescription in your glasses is, is an annoyance and you can come back and get it fixed. And, you know, obviously every eye doctor out there isn't doing that on purpose. You know, they, when mistakes are made, they're not done on purpose. You know, we don't wake up in the morning and go, okay, the 10th guy in the door. Let's just completely mess with him. There, wait, wait, wait. There he is. That guy right there. I feel like if Will Ferrell owned guy, an optometry that, clinic, that's what he would be doing. That guy, <laughs> okay, down there in the blue shirt. Let's just let's just get his prescription completely wrong and jack with him today. No, you don't. Yeah. No medical practice does that. Well, there might be. I don't know. There might be what out there. I don't know. But well, there's uh, a, there's a book out there called the Checklist Manifesto, and I encourage all the thrivers to believe that I'm making this up. I want you to Google the Checklist Manifesto. And a guy by the name of Atul Gawande. It's A-T-U-L Gawande. He is the one of the heads of the Harvard Medical School, you know, the medical practice. He also yes. works for the World Health Organization. And he wrote a book called The Checklist Manifesto, The Checklist Manifesto, which is disturbing at best, Z. But what he found is that when you're a doctor, and I know you consider yourself to be kind of a faux doctor as an opto as an optometrist, but yeah, you not actually quite a real one, but close, you know, close sometimes. But I want to I want I want you to answer this question, Z. Okay. Putting, I'm, All right. I'm, All right. I'll start with you, Ryan. I'm gonna ask you this, okay? He studied, he randomly studied doctors who are surgeons, because he is a surgeon. And the doctors are pre-surgery are always supposed to do four things. They're supposed to wipe the patient's skin, you know, clean the patient's skin. Then they're supposed to clean their own skin. Step one, step two. Important. Three, they're supposed to read the chart to make sure that if a person's allergic to a certain medication or a certain, uh, uh, see, what's the word I'm thinking of? If it's it's where you don't want to feel the pain, what do you call that? What do you what do you? You're, I'm so good with An words. Anesthesiology. It, yes. So you're supposed to read and determine what kind of anesthesia they can handle. And then the fourth thing is you're supposed to basically double confirm that you are operating on the wrong, on the right part of the body. And he did a study and he discovered that what percentage of the people that died from infection died as a result of those four steps not occurring? I'm going to say 85% of what? those. Wow. What, what, a, what, a, what a pessimistic person Ryan is. Wow, so tall. he's tall. He's so tall. tall. It's very, up there, there's not as much oxygen. It's a very yeah. pessimistic world. Very Always pessimistic. looking down on everybody. Now, heads he, in the clouds all the heads time. Heads in the clouds. Z, Z, I want to ask you, what, what percentage? If you, had, if you had to guess. Uh, 50. Okay. What he found was almost a third 
Okay. And so they decided to go in and make an organization, uh, an organizational system, and to require a checklist. And guess what? Almost de- deaths um, related to infection almost entirely stopped at these hospitals where they were happening. At, at unfortunately, you know, once a month, once every couple of months, they'd have a fatality from an infection. And it's unbelievable how how organization um, being disorganized might not seem like it's a big deal in your industry, but when you really screw up somebody's life, or if you're flying planes and you forget to fill, fill up the plane with fuel, or you forget, <laughs> I mean, these are these are bad things. So this is how you're going to know that you have an effective naming system in place. Here's the kind of the, the, the checklist for you. One is that your cumulative best practice systems and processes of your business are easy to locate. Basically, everyone can find everything. Second is you're able to execute the daily competencies of your business without it being dependent on another person. So you don't need to be, well, well only, only Karen knows where the passwords are. It's where everybody knows where the passwords are. Three is your entire company can become reliant on systems and not people. Four, your leadership team can quickly edit the workflow, make a decision change if they have to. And final, finally, all your files are backed up. See, that's a crazy concept to have your files backed up. Have you thought about what would happen if everybody had their files backed up? Well, and especially now that um, so many offices are paperless. So the files are, you better back them up because you lose that. Um, you've lost a lot. Now, Thrivers, when we come back, we're going to get into more. We're going to, get, we're going to dive deeper in to file organization. Also, I've been working on some really hot show intros. When we come back, we've got a show intro that Z has never heard before. And I promise when he hears this show intro, it's going to blow his mind. Z, are you, are you remotely pumped up to hear this new show intro? Dude, I am so fired up right now. I've got to stop, drop, and roll I'm because I'm just fired up. Thrivers, go to thrivetimeshow.com. Book your tickets for the July workshop. We're already sold out for June. Book your tickets for the July workshop. Thrivetimeshow.com. I'm Ken P. Lott, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Professional painting by Ken. Uh, quite a bit of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff I know that I needed to do but didn't know how to do it. Uh, Web page, uh, how to hire people, sales, uh, making a schedule, making programs. I mean, just a lot of stuff. I mean, it's overwhelming, but it's good stuff that you can actually put to practice right away. It's a lot different than I expected. Uh, been to different workshops and uh, you just waiting for the sales punch, you know, and they give you ideas and stuff, but it's always 10 years down the road when you can actually apply the stuff that they're trying to promote. And this is not like that at all. It's very ground level, help you start a business and maintain and grow a bigger business. I like it a lot because he makes you feel comfortable, makes you laugh, so it opens you up to receive and hear better. Uh, this is great. It's a lot of interaction. You, you can ask him questions, you can help. He can, I mean, if you don't understand something, he can explain it more. So it's very, very helpful. I mean, they're missing a lot because uh, a lot of businesses uh, probably do some of the steps that he's teaching, but there's so much they can learn and to easy steps that they'll grow the business even better. It's not like any other workshop I've ever been to. Um, it's very laid back and a lot of information 
and it's a comfortable setting. It's it's awesome. It's a really good good experience. More than just a rival, uh, like a horse with blinders. Focused on the Thrive Time Show is where you find us. Uh, he be the Z and I be the C. C. Teach your business skills from clay to Z. Z. We both grew up poor, but we're poor no more. more. The goal of the show is to help you score. So ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce himself. He be the Z here to increase your wealth. Oh, he's back oh, on the Thrive Time Show. Oh, my gosh. I think I've got a tear. It's so oh. fun. I've got just a little, like a happy tear now in I've my got, little eye. I've got eight mega intros. That one was my favorite. That's my wife's favorite intro. She said that's the favorite one. But I, I feel like there's some other ones you're going to like better. Because you've been gone expanding your empire. And I have to ask myself, should I focus on profits should I focus on increasing efficiency? I know what I'll do. I'm going to take copious amounts of time to write rhymes in honor of the Z. So, Dr. Z, welcome back to Tulsa, my friend. Oh, Clay, that just, my heart is swelling. I appreciate that very much. And that was very clever. It is always well done. Now, well done. The question I the question I have here, my friend, is it, it? And again, you can speak in vague terms. You could just say you went left or right or up or down. But could you share anywhere you have been in the last week? Is there anywhere you could just go? Hey, you know, I did go to the left. I went to the right. I mean, can you divulge any type of? Did you go to Los Cabos? Where did you go? <laughs> well, okay, we can say I, I went to the left. You went to the left. Okay. Far left. To far left. Awesome. So again, you hear Z. Z speaks in political code. So was that a, a pro Bernie Sanders? endorsement was that what that was yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly oh. Bernie and I went and uh, had lunch and uh, it was really good so. awesome awesome yeah. now no in all sincerity welcome back to the show now we also have Ryan Myers in the show and uh, Ryan Myers is he's definitely uh, Ryan are you a, are you a, an, an absolute 100% bona fide six foot ten or are you six foot nine or what's the height yes I'm six ten officially and when you meet people what percentage of the time do people say either a you know Wow, you're tall. Or B, how tall are you? What percentage of the time? 85% of the time. Awesome. Yeah, so do you have a clever response you've worked on over the years? Well, normally the, the next question is, uh, did you play basketball? In which I say, thank God I did, because um, if I didn't, I'd have to say, oh, no, I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't really care for it. In which they would say, oh, that's too bad. You should have. And my understanding is you were actually, you were actually pretty good. I was, I was decent. I had a great jump shot and a, uh, and a tremendous vertical leap for 1989. How so, tall did you? How, how how high could you jump off the ground vertical? I had a uh, a forty two inch vertical leap. A forty two inch leap and being six foot ten. I mean, it had to be. You just would run into the lane and just go for the dunk on everybody. I I could. I hit my head on the rim a lot of times. So uh, unbelievable! Yeah. <laughs> wow. I've got, I've got scars on the top of my head from ceiling fans, door jams, and rims. Z, you know, you played you played college uh, uh, soccer, did you not? Yes. And were you pretty good? I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being like Pele, like the best ever, 1 being, you know, myself, someone who just cannot con coordinate the arms and the legs. and the, how, how good well, were you? Well, Pele's the 10. I mean, that's like probably the all, one of the all-time best. So I would, I would have to put myself at probably a 5 or a 6 if that's the – Did you start? The, uh, yeah, I started one season. I mean, one year I started. And um, different games. You know, some games, even that season, it'd start or not start, you know. I've run into two people now who apparently have seen you play in men's leagues – Back in the day, or, uh -oh. or and apparently, the old you, man's you, leagues. I don't know, but apparently, you are a, a man who is passionate when you play the game. I'm a scrapper. 
Okay. I'm a scrub. Just like everything <laughs> I do in life. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. If not, you know, Absolutely. go home and watch Netflix. I mean, come Okay. On. Now, here's the deal. We're talking today about how to be organized, okay? How to be organized in your business. And I see this all the time as a huge limiting factor for business owners because there's just disorganization. And Z, when people are disorganized, can you talk about just some of the troubles you've seen throughout the years? I mean, with your colleagues or maybe in your own businesses before you got organized? I mean, how big of a problem is it? It's, it's called money. When you're disorganized, it costs you money, and it affects your bottom line. When we're disorganized and the ball gets dropped, and the example you said earlier in the show, um, doing the wrong prescription in glasses, it just costs me money because the people come in, we're, uh, we're embarrassed. Mm. The time now to re-see them, recheck it, figure out what went wrong, and then fix it is just money out of my pocket. Now, I have a story I would like to tell, and for the Thrivers who have maybe been listening to this show for a while, you might have heard this story before, but every time I tell it, See, you know, a lot of times if, if there's something in the past that you just want to get over emotionally, maybe you need to apologize to someone, you need to kind of, and but sometimes talking about it or working your way through it can emotionally let you heal. And that's what I'm trying to do. This is a cathartic conversation. Well, then hold on, hold on a second. Let okay, me, this let is me, just a kind me. of a cathartic, you know, moment for me in the Thrive Nation. I do, and Thrivers, I just want you to keep it confidential between me and and you. And the, and so, Ryan, this would be the equivalent of you auto-wrapping the wrong wrap on a vehicle. Oops. Okay, you ready? I'm cute. I'm ready. Okay. Now, I want to ask Ryan this, and Ryan, please answer this question honestly before I tell my story. Okay. Have you ever put the wrong company's brand on a car? We have not. Thank goodness. Okay. Now, I am officially the dumbest person in the room, so here we go. What happened was, a bride said to me, my father and I, we've been practicing. Practicing, practicing, practicing. For the wedding coming up here. The, the wedding, the wedding. The father-daughter dance. And I, he doesn't dance, but he's decided to do that. And he's going to dance to the song, The Way You Look Tonight. The Way You Look Tonight. And I said, great, I'll go get it. But I did not clarify the name of the artist. Mm. And so mm. what happened was the day of the wedding occurs. We're at the Summit Club with all the pageantry, pageantry and, the, and the epicness of a wedding. Wedding, wedding, wedding. And I, I notice that I said, ladies and gentlemen, it's now my pleasure to introduce to you the father and daughter dance. Dance, dance, dance. dance. And I hit play on a song that she thought was going to be The Way You Look Tonight by Frank Sinatra. Now, I will sing it for you now so you understand the difference. This is how what she was expecting. Just the way you look tonight. But no, 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 no. I didn't give her that. I, no, I no. cued it up. I said, ladies and gentlemen, and now the father and daughter dance. And I hit play, and this is what they heard. Something about the way you look, look tonight, tonight takes my breath away. It was Elton John. Oh, and, no. And, I, and I'm pumped as a DJ. I'm in it. And so right about the time where he says, and I can't explain something about the way. And I look, and the father of the bride's giving me that death eye, that stink eye. Oh, yeah. That oh, you yeah. screwed oh, up my yeah. wedding eye. Yeah, and I'm paying you to screw it up, too. You that's can't a double. That's called the double skunk. And there's no iPod yet. There's no downloading. There's no Steve Jobs doing this yet. I blame Steve Jobs for this. I couldn't well, just you make should. a quick correction. You should. And I look, and he's giving me the death look, but I don't know why. So I just jump into it with excitement. I'm like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, look at the dance form out there. But he's struggling because he memorized that kind of that one, two, three, one, two, that just the way you look tonight. He practiced like a foxtrot or something to it. And there's nothing. There's no foxtrot. He was he, not trotting. He no, was, not, he, he was not foxing around. You know, some people don't recover well from changes, too. Yeah. So he's standing there just staring at me with hate and not dancing with his daughter. Oh, no. And I, the problem was that she worked at Barnes & Noble. So, okay. And I'm a, I'm a book buyer. Yes. Oh, so no. Every time I would go to oh, buy no. books for at oh, least no. two or three years, I would see her, and she would never reference it, but she would look into my soul, 
and somehow with her eyes take my soul out and stab it over and over and over yeah. with like a spoon. Yeah. You're you like, what, why a knife? Because it hurts more, a spoon. You know? <laughs> and she just keeps this, ah, ah, ah. And so that's what disorganization caused me. And then hence I made checklists and systems, but it cost me thousands of dollars and all of my pride. Yeah, and that you said earlier, I mean, that's the bottom line. When you're in business, mistakes, you, know, you can learn, as we say, by two ways. One is mistakes, and one is mentorship, right? Oof. We've talked about this. This is, this is our core thing about our show, why we want to have everybody out there learn visa mentors are not mistakes because mistakes cost you money. And that's why we encourage everybody go to thrivetimeshow.com and book your tickets for the next workshop. We're booked out for June. We're sold out for June, but July, you got to get your tickets in advance. And there, we're going to deep dive into the stuff behind the stuff. How to get organized, how to sell stuff, how to get to the top of Google. It's all there at thrivetimeshow.com. When we come back, Ryan Myers with Outlaw Customs and Transit Advertising is going to be talking to us. He's going to be preaching the good news about staying organized. How do they stay organized? They're auto-wrapping all these vehicles. How do they do it? Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com. My name is Nikki Warren, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The name of my business is The Mocha Butterfly, and I'm a fashion designer. So I heard about the Thrive Time Business Workshops through a dear friend of mine, and I got a chance to meet with Clay and Dr. Z. And uh, as I talked to them a little bit more, uh, I loved what they were doing, and it just made me you know, more intrigued because I really wanted to grow my business. Well, what I've learned is that uh, for, for my business in particular, uh, marketing is needing to be, you know, get it, I need to step it up a lot more and, and the, uh, just focusing in on some key things to get that really going is gonna really get me where I wanna go with my goals. I think it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere, uh, which most business-oriented, you know, I'm an artistic, you know, artsy person, and I tend to lose interest very quickly if I don't have something to keep me engaged. And, you know, the humor, the real-life experience, um, and the casualness of it is just really engaging for me, and it's just very relatable. And so, for me, I am having a, a, a ball. Like, I was so excited to come yesterday. I was had... I had butterflies, literally, <laughs> butterflies in my stomach, and uh, I'm just really excited to be here. Well, uh, it's an interesting place. It's got a lot of uh, words of affirmation and quotes and things like that. Very positive environment. Um, the people here are very nice and friendly, and I love the way the uh, room is set up. It's very open space type of uh, model, and um, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's more of a casual environment. It's not stuffy and professional. You know, like, it's professional, but it's not stuffy professional. There is a difference. And so it's very warm and inviting here. Love the teaching style. Love the presentation. Uh, very organized and easy to follow. Um, and like I said, the real life experience and the humor just adds that much more to it. I know people who go to different workshops and you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're grasping all of what's being presented there, but I am almost 100% sure that if they come to a workshop like this one, they will get some great golden information that's going to help them meet their goals if they're willing to apply what they hear. There's no upselling here, um, which I, that wasn't really a big concern for me, but if, we're, if I were talking to someone who's very concerned about upselling, I would tell them that they have no worries here and that, like I, you know, I think that this uh, environment is very relaxed, inviting, warm, and engaging. And so even it, it does actually makes you wonder, like, what else, what else is there? I won't lie about that. Uh, so it's kind of 
more of an independent intrigue rather than someone pushing you into the intrigue of what else is offered. Um, I recommend coming to this workshop because it is um, intimate, an intimate setting, uh, great people. I've met some really cool people doing some cool businesses and the teaching style and the presentation is awesome. You can wrap it like a present for thee. Wrap it on the side and on the hoodie. Design it with a call to action. Don't be afraid to express your passion. Auto wraps make everything look nice. Auto wrap your bike and maybe your wife. Wanna wrap it? They do too. Call Outlaw Customs. Call back you. Oh, Z, what do you think oh, about that that's intro? Hot sauce for Ryan Myers rapping. You rapped the fact that he raps cars. How clever is that? How convenient. Wow. A lot, of, am, lot, of, lot of rapid going on right there. I am huh? in love with Clay Clark right now because that is amazing. You Thank like you that? so much. Absolutely. Now, the, the Thrivers know you as this professional business guy. I don't, a lot of people know Ryan Myers. I've, I've run into so many people who say, oh, I know Ryan. And uh, you're known as being this six foot ten. Uh, father, great guy, great husband, good guy. But people don't realize you have permanently, I mean, it's it's a deal where, like, they talk about, Z, over time, you can become desensitized. You know, if you watch a lot of violence, yeah. over time you become numb to it. Sure, sure. He is desensitized to rap music. He, he, played, <laughs> he played basketball at the college level, and so you now know every rap lyric from, like, what year to what year. I mean, when did the rap knowledge stop? Because oh. it's all stuck in your head. Oh, yeah, from 87 to 94. 87 to 94? I'm good, yeah. And, and Schoolhouse Rocks. So give us one things. song. Just give us a little glimmer inside the mind. What it's like to have these. Because, see, it's trapped in his head. You know, you had to memorize trapped. all this optometry knowledge. Yeah, yeah. You've memorized all these things. And you actually study mathematics, disease. So you have a lot of mathematical knowledge in your cranium. A lot of numbers. A lot of numbers stuck up in there. Where you have math and optometry, he has rap lyrics baked inside his wow. cranium where he can't I get it out. I do. And I have the themes to every TV show that, was, that I ever watched. So give us just some. Give us a little bit of a reading, a public reading of some rap song that's really stuck into your head. Just give us something. What okay. do you got? Uh, white lines. White lines. Go for it. Ticket to ride. White lines highway. Tell all your friends they can go my way. Pay the toll. Sell your soul. Pound for pound. It costs more than gold. The longer you stay, the more you play. My white lines will go a long way. It's either up your nose or in your vein. With nothing to gain except killing your brain. Oh. Oh, don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> don't oh. do drugs. Isn't that amazing? Do not do it. Wow, wow, that was impressive. That's a game changer wow. right there. You so. obviously were a basketball player. I mean, that, confer that confirms everything yep. right there. If Absolutely. anyone thought, now he's just a tall man. No, he knows. He knows no, the rap knows. lyrics. Now, move number two. You got to back up everything, and it has to be accessible. I'm going to read it to you. You got to save your files using a backed up and always accessible cloud based system that you can access from anywhere. So here's an example Dr. Z likes to travel to exotic places like Okmogi, Kawita, uh, Bixby. Bags, Leonard, really anywhere within a, a you know the, the, the 10, 15, 20 mile radius of Tulsa. He likes to go to those places. Oh, yeah. But you also travel all around the world, right? Correct. Right. Did I cut you off? What were you saying there, my man? Oh, you're just dropping names now, bragging. Oh, yeah, I'm but, bragging. Uh, I mean, big when, cities. No, so, see, when you, have you ever been out of town and wanted to access a file, maybe a medical document or a file for the business or passwords? Have you ever wanted to access it hypothetically using said smartphone? Yes, I, I have, and I have done it. So, And so your team, uh, you obviously are involved in a lot of different companies. 
Yes. Do any of your companies use like a cloud-based uh, customer relationship management software, or do you use ones that are on a local server, or do you? How do you like to do it? Maybe pick a company and tell but, us can hate it. Both. I mean, uh, we have local servers, and then we also have backup into into the cloud, which is a little freaky if you think about it. I mean, it's just like, literally, they call it the cloud. It's like. Where is, where is the cloud? You know, and Ryan, I want to ask you here. How do you stay organized? with? Because you have so many digital files coming in. Walk us through. What are your, some of your tips? Or what are some of the basic things that maybe maybe they're basic to you, but maybe they're not basic to someone listening? Because they've because you have a lot of orders. People are calling you all the time. They're submitting sure. artwork. How do you stay organized? You know, understanding that our typical file size is in the gigabyte range, we use a tremendous amount of data. So a, a bus wrap, for instance, once we get it to size to print, it may be three gigs in size. It is a tremendous file. So we have, and technology is great because the the cost of hardware is is uh, really cheap. So we can get hard drives. So we have hard drives. We have everything backed up on hard drives on a server. And then we also have the cloud. So now, Z, for instance, when I sent the large um, file, you know, to the artwork to Ryan to auto-wrap your Porsche while we were doing today's show. It was huge. It was a huge file. Wow. Huge, huge, huge. And, huge. <laughs> and the detail of my face is, is truly, I mean, the number of pixels, I don't know, how, many, how, big was it, how big was the file, Ryan? How big of a file oh, was it? It was two terabytes. Two terabytes, yeah. Wow. That's, 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 <laughs> and, then, and then when you take Kim Jong-un's face His that face I put on huge. the auto-wrap with my face, so you would have both, just like my Hummer, you'd want Kim Jong-un and well, my well, face. competing interests, I mean, I see that. The yin, the yang of life, the salt, the pepper. I, I get it. I get and it. then when I uploaded the the your entire career voting record on the side of it, it's a lot of data to put up there. It's a lot of data. It, it's a tremendous amount of data, and I can hardly wait to see what it looks like. <laughs> now, to stay organized, uh, in all sincerity, do you have a, a way that you save your files? I mean, do you, do you do it a certain way there? I mean, do you have a... Because, I mean, this... I could see where this could become a complete cluster if you weren't organized. Because you're doing a lot of auto-wraps, man. Yeah, because what's going to happen is that we're going to wrap something for you, and then in six months, you're going to be in an accident, and we're going to need to replace the fender on your wrap, or, or the bus is in an accident. And so we have to keep those files long-term. So they're huge files that we have to keep forever. You know, one of the things that you introduced me to, Clay, over the last couple of years is Dropbox. Oh, I love Dropbox. And Dropbox is pretty cool, and, you know, it's a, it's a great place to have all your, your stuff stored, have all your, your main stuff kind of put into, and so that's been kind of a, you know, here's an old dog woof, learning a new trick. There's so much new technology coming out there, and if you, if you don't know some of these new technology moves, we're going to, you know what, we're going to walk you through them. How's that? I mean, is that, is that okay, Clay? Zia, I want to ask you this. Have you ever gone to Oklahoma City before? you ever gone there? Yes, I have. So you headed left, you're driving out there, and maybe yep. maybe a family member, a woman wants to go to the bathroom. Have you ever been in the situation where you're driving left, you're driving yes. to Oklahoma City, yes. and someone you know wants to go to the bathroom? Uh, yeah, it happens all the time. And so. you discover that uh, there's not a quick trip. And so what you do is you have to go into another gas station, typically one that will have like a, they'll make pizza and sandwiches and offer showers. Oh, yeah. We and, call those truck stops. And a dirty bathroom. It's all part of the, the, the game. It's part of the, the benefits. Yeah, I mean, why clean? It's just going to get dirty, you know, again. Right. You know. Well, have you ever, if you've ever experienced a dirty restroom, that is what a dirty truck stop restroom, that is kind of how I would describe LaGuardia. Have you ever been to LaGuardia, the, the yes. New York airport? Yes, yes. It's like, is it not the worst airport in the world? Have you ever been to that airport? Oh, I have, and it's uh, it's one that's kind of tough to land on, too, you know? Kinda. The whole thing is awful. So you go there, and what happens is, when you're in LaGuardia, you have two options. Either A, you you take some medication, so you pass out, and you just try to black out the whole thing. <laughs> or you try to do some paperwork, and I could not do it without Dropbox. 
And so I'm giving the Thrivers options right now for some other options beyond Dropbox, but it is so important that you back up everything on a cloud-based system. You can access it from anything because otherwise I would be stuck at LaGuardia. Uh, you know, at least I can mentally go somewhere else. I can at least get on to, you know, put some headphones and get some work done while I'm stuck in that place because it is the worst place on the planet. I'd rather go inside the bathroom at one of those truck stops and do some work. It's wow, awful. you really had a bad experience at LaGuardia. Every time I go, and every time I go, it's awful. Have you not had that kind of experience? Well, not every time I've gone. You know, I guess I guess I haven't. I guess I'm now. a man of hyperbole, but I'm being serious. My yeah. wife and I have gone, and I'm going. What is going on? It's like first first off, it's always super crowded, and it's like packed in. It kind of feels like you're at a very busy bus station. Have you, Brian? Have you ever been to LaGuardia? I have absolutely. Yeah, and I love it. It's my favorite place to go to the bathroom. Oh, me. Let me ask this: <laughs> Being that you are six foot ten, how do you process commercial? Air travel, or do you even do commercial air travel? Uh, unfortunately, I have to from time to time. When we go to Orlando and I don't want to drive 23 hours to get there, I just simply hate it, though. It is the worst thing. There's no leg room, and they're just making it smaller and smaller. Well, see, when we come back, I want Ryan to walk us through one more about file organization. I really want to get deep, deep into it. And I also want to know how do you contort your body to get behind a seat on a standard commercial plane? Because I've seen Z on a commercial plane. I've been on a plane. I don't know how you do it at all. I mean, what is the move? I mean, are you just kicking the guy in front of you? Do you does he sprawl out? Does he lay down? We don't know. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show. And remember, Thrive15.com for the best business coach experience in the world. Give me about 10 seconds again. I know. I'm a, I'm a bad man. I'm going to probably next time you do that, jump in. You should. Say something. Say something. Very profound. About. My name is O'Neill Bent, and I'm from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I first heard about the uh, business workshops through my wife, Sharita Bent, and uh, I learned a lot more from her. And also, I got follow up calls from different members of the organization. Some of the things I've learned uh, about starting my business through Thrive is uh, making sure I'm spending my money on the things I need to spend it on. For instance, uh, like my search engine optimization, uh, my marketing, I'm constantly reviewing the content that I have on my website, and um, that's just a few of the things. The overall experience I've had from the Thrive Time workshop has been uh, wonderful. I love how uh, everything that we learn is practical. It's not based off of book knowledge, is not based off of uh, someone else's ideas, it's based off things that have actually worked and uh, have been tried and true. When you walk in, I mean, we came into a smell of wood burning. Um, there's a chimney outside, so I, we walked to the building. And when you get inside, you almost feel like there's like a, I, I don't know if it's, it's like a pub slash club slash work environment. It, it just feels really good. You have music blaring, uh, friendly faces, people saying hello. And then when you sit down in your seat, you have uh, nice, uh, comfortable chairs, a wooden desk to work on, um, and everything looks modern. So it's a, it's a really refreshing feeling. Clay's uh, presentation and, and teaching style is very um, efficient, effective. It's also endearing, though, because he's, he's very comical. He'll talk about different things he's been through, um, and they're all very funny. But he also hits the exact points he needs to hit at the right time. Um, you never feel like, man, is he ever going to stop talking? You always want to keep listening. And then when it's the breath bathroom break time, you're surprised it's already there. So um, I like how he talks about just practical experiences and uh, 
it's very enjoyable. The interaction of the workshop is, is mostly uh, Clay will, will give you information that you need to know, but then he also opens it up for questions. So there's always this um, question and response type of situation. And then there's certain things where um, he'll direct you to do things, and it's because he knows that that's the way to go. You might question it, but I highly encourage you just to listen and do. And to jump into a business and think that you know everything is um, the most prideful, arrogant thing you could ever do. But to come here and to speak to someone who's already done this many times, has directed several businesses, and can give you wisdom and, and information, I think it's, it's wonderful. And I think uh, you, you can never do anything on your own. You have to have other people around you to help you. And he's definitely helpful. The experience I've, I've had at coming to Thrive Time uh, workshops is I was never upsold anything. I mean, I come in, they do exactly what they say they're going to do, and they leave it up to you to follow up and do the work. And uh, I think that's the way it should be. So it's very straightforward, and they do what they say. I recommend that everybody should, should check out Thrive Time Workshop because there's so much knowledge and information there that you can use to help you run your business. And like I said before, I, I don't think you can do anything completely on your own. And when you have so much um, resource and knowledge in one area, you can use all of that and, and get exactly what you need. Thrive Nation, welcome back into the conversation. And just like a good alien abduction, half of the team is missing. When I say half, I mean all of the team is missing. And we're going to come back and talk about file organization. But then they got caught up in the boys to men hysteria, the, 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 the accoutrements, the excitement, the pageantry, the festiveness, the wonder that is the Boys to Men concert. They are so excited about the Boys to Men concert that they just could not miss out on this moment. Now, apparently, uh, Steve Currington is now joining us in the microphone there, or joining us inside the box that rocks. Steve, how are you this morning, my friend? What's happening? Well, I guess it's afternoon here, but we are... Steve, how excited are you about the Boys to Men concert? I mean, how, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being you can't contain yourself, and 1 being, you know, you're not that excited, how excited are you about the Boys to Men upcoming concert here tonight? I'm not excited at all, but my wife is, because she's a big New Kids on the Block fan. Really? Now, fourth time she's going VIP to New Kids on the Block so she can meet them and get a pick. And you weren't you weren't the kind of kid in high school jamming out to that Boys to Men. You remember the black light? They turned the black light on at the school dance. They cue up the Boys to Men slow song, and next thing you know, you're a twelve year old, fourteen year old, awkwardly singing a song called "I'll Make Love to You" to a girl that you're trying to dance with, while all the chaperones have flashlights on you. I mean, you remember the awkwardness of singing along and dancing to that slow jam? Like you want me to, I'll make love to you. No, no, I don't know the that lyrics song. of the song. Our parents had to be thinking, "This is awful. This we cannot be playing this song." Well, today, Thrivers, we're talking about step nine of the of the the Thrive Boom system. It's step nine of the thirteen point business system, specifically 
how to stay organized. And so I'm going to give you a ton of notable quotables, but we're going to start here with our main man, Elon Musk. Now, Ryan Myers, the auto rap king, he's out getting the boys to men tickets. They're, the boys to men hysteria has caught him. Dr. Z's getting himself mentally prepared to view the concert from the box that rocks there in the BOK Center. But I am here with you, and Steve Currington is here with you, and we are committed. We're pushing through the pain. Other people have left to go get ready for the boys to men concert, They're but we line. are here. They're already in line. I saw uh, Dr. Z down there in line. Getting in line at, at, at you know, 12.30 is always, you're, you always know you're a little bit early when you're there at 12.45 in the afternoon for a, a Boys to Men concert, but you can never be too early for the Boys to Men Paula Abdul New Kids on the Block concert. So here's a notable quotable about file organization. I encourage everybody to jot down some notes here. Elon Musk says, excessive use of acronyms is a significant impediment to, me, to communication, and keeping communication good as we grow is incredibly important. Individually, a few acronyms here and there may not seem so bad, but if a few thousand people are making these up, over time, the result will be a huge glossary that we have to issue to new employees. No one can actually remember all these acronyms, and people don't want to seem dumb in a meeting, so they just sit there in, in ignorance. So the concept here is abbreviations elongate everything. Anytime that you want to get cute and you want to create an abbreviation for something, nobody knows what the heck you're talking about. And it happens all the time. Steve, we're in meetings. You see this because you're in the mortgage industry. Right. You'll be in a meeting where somebody decides to be the first one to use an acronym. So in your industry, there's tons of acronyms in the mortgage business or abbreviations. But give me just one uh, abbreviation that's said all the time in your industry. CTC. What does that stand for? Clear to close. Okay, CTC. So here's an example. Um, I have actually been, been friends with a person who was talking to a mortgage person about a home equity line. Okay, And they've been going back and forth. Well, the person starts texting them about, hey, this, your HELOC is ready. Right. The, the, the customer, who's my friend, has no idea what they're talking about. So he sends me a call, text message and he says, hey, I just got this from my mortgage guy. What's a HELOC? What, what kind of documentation do I need to get? Because he thought he needed to get something or maybe he needed to unlock his credit. I don't know what he thought he needed to do. But he felt like he had another step and he was frustrated because he's like, my HELOC is ready. Well, frick, i got to fill out another form? And what does that mean? But that was actually a thing meaning your loan is ready to go. Mm -hmm. And but it, it, and Steve, I mean, it, what 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 would be the encouragement you would have for anybody out there who's created a complete jargonization where nobody in your office has any clue about what anything is at this point? If somebody's in a complete jargon culture where you, it's almost impossible to hire new people because there's a huge glossary of terms you have to teach people. Like Elon Musk is talking. Right. What advice would you have for the entrepreneur out there? Well, you want it to be repeatable and you want people to be able to learn and learn quickly. And I think just inside the office, Clay, is just the beginning of the problem because what happens is your employees start repeating those terms yes. to customers and then customers are confused, but they don't ever tell you. They just go away. Yes. They're, they're confused and they go away because they don't understand what a, for example, another thing, LE -E. or, or a CD. CD. What, what, what is that? A, C a, a CDLE is a part of town you don't want to go to. Right. I mean, <laughs> but, so, but we do it to ourselves, you know? Yeah. So I would just encourage you right now, if you're listening, make a list of all of the acronyms and abbreviations and all the jargon that you're saying out there in your industry and find a way to quit saying it. Find a way to elongate it, write it down. Because I'm just, I'm just telling you, you could, I mean, 
I, when I have downtime, I read case studies, and one of the biggest issues is miscommunication. You know the story in the Bible about the uh, homeboys, they're trying to build the tallest building in the world, they're trying to get to heaven, you know, build this tower to get to heaven, and what does God do? God comes down and is like, okay, we're going to make you guys all speak different languages, that'll screw you up for a while, and that way you can't do it. You can't build any false idols to yourself. If you are trying to build a business where everybody's speaking in abbreviations, it's it, it will completely screw everything up, and it is the equivalent of everybody speaking different languages. Now, the next the next issue about file nomenclature is you are the boss, and you must issue to your team a decree of how you want things to be organized. Now, the, this the is... The naming convention, we call it. The, the naming, naming convention. Yeah. So there's three prongs of this, okay? So one is how you want things named, two, where you want things to be. You want to make a list of where you want things to be. Like you want to organize, this is where I want my microphone. This is where I want my stapler. This is where I want my paper. You want to do that. And the third is you can go ahead and dictate the overall how you want things to be done, because there's a certain spirit with which you can do anything. So we'll start with the naming of things, Steve. How important is it for you uh, as an entrepreneur to lay out the standard of how you name things and then to make sure that you're the one in charge of that? Just imagine if, an, if a loan processor and an underwriter is in your file, you're the loan officer, yep. and they're trying to find a document, a pay stub. Because everything's digital now. Right. You know, people, people scan in docs. We get everything PDF. And we, this has been a big pet peeve of mine for, for years because people name stuff, random stuff, because the customer sends it in, and it's called March Statement Jones. Right. And so it goes all the way through as March Statement Jones when it really isn't even the March Statement. It's just what they called it. So the way you do it is you have to set a standard of how you do it. And what we did is we said we want what it is first. What it is. Bank statement. Okay. Okay. Then any identifying information and be as long as you want. You know, March 2017 might be the thing. It might be pay stub for January 1st to January 7th. It might, but it starts with what is the document? W-2. Tax return 2017. Tax return 2016. That's how we do it. As an entrepreneur, you have to get intense about little things like how you name things because if not, nobody else will. It's so important. The second is you've got to get intense about where you put things physically. If you have a retail environment, you have an office, you have a coffee shop, you have a hair salon, you have any kind of business, where you put stuff matters. There's a place to put the printing paper and there's a place not to put the printing paper. And you must absolutely be intense about where things go, because if not, nobody else is going to care. I remember losing it one time, literally losing it over copy paper. Really? Yes, because, you know, the paper, you know, you buy boxes of this stuff. Now, we don't print as much as we used to, mm. but boxes come in, and you know what happens? What it happens? It just, just gets thrown in a corner. Like, it just literally, it's like sitting on, on the floor Basically blocking the bat, the restroom door, and everybody like steps over it to go to the restroom. Do you know how um, cats love boxes? If you get a cat right. and you bring home a box, the cat will experience euphoria. The exact opposite of that is Dr. Zellner. If you have a box that's left out, it will blow his mind. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. he hates when he sees a box. When he walks by an empty box, it will, it will stress him out and cause him a level of anxiety that's just not comfortable to watch. So I encourage you, if you're listening right now, one, if you have, um, again, an office where disorganization is the normal, I encourage you to begin to take steps today 
to write down how you want things named and where you want things to go. This is so big. It's again, how you want things named and where you want things to go. This is so important. Make a list today of all the things that are named wrong. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. You shall rejoice and organize. All right. And the third, the third element is how you want things to done. There, there's a certain spirit. There's a certain culture. There's a certain ethos behind every business. As an example, if you're a funny guy, and you want your business to be funny, and you want your phone to be answered in kind of a funny spirit, and you want to have a good time there, you can do that. If you're kind of that charismatic Christian guy, and you want to play, you know, Stephen Curtis Chapman overhead while in your in your hobby uh, store, aka Hobby Lobby, um, you can do that. You can make your office whatever environment you want it to be, but you get to decide how it's done. We come back. We're talking more about how to stay organized on this Boys to Men Wednesday, baby, baby. <laughs> I'm Sam Parker. Okay. I'm Karina Parker. And we live here in town. Um, we're looking to be in like the food industry. Thrive Time workshops, we've learned about advertising and what we need to do to get our name out there, what we need to do to get to the top of Google, uh, you know, the necessary steps that we need to take right now to get to where we want to be. The Thrive Time Workshop experience is, is really um, encouraging and it's, it's great hands-on um, information and stuff that we can relate to because we're able to talk to people here that are going through the same stuff that we are. There's motivation everywhere. If you don't feel motivated, then something's wrong with you. He's very it's upbeat. All over the walls. Yeah. Uh, he's very funny, uh, like a comedian, but at the same time, he wants you to learn. And so if you have any questions, he's willing to help you and uh, talk you through anything, any questions that you have, but at the same time making it fun and encouraging for you. He's also very candid. He doesn't hold anything back that most people are like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's offensive. Yeah, you can he, tell he's being real. He doesn't real. care about offending people. No, he just wants to help you. <laughs> so I heard an advertisement that said to leave your wallet at home, and I mean, that's what it's been the whole time. It hasn't been like, oh, make sure you stop by our table in the back and buy 10 books and sign up for a two-year subscription with us. It was just like, hey, you know, what we do offer, there wasn't pressure, and it's a month-to-month -month thing. It's not like you're signing your life away. I want to be a billionaire so freaking bad Buy all of the things I never had I want to be on the cover of Forbes magazine Smiling next to Oprah and the Queen you know, Steve, uh, Steve Currington here with uh, with TLC, stevecurrington.com. How are you doing today, my friend? It's Boys to Men Wednesday, baby, baby. It's a happening, bro. I'll tell you, I can't, I, I actually, in the last segment, you asked if I was excited about Boys to Men. Yeah. And I'm, I, I I think I am excited. I, I just didn't want to admit it. You remember the song, you know, uh, Water Runs Dry? Let's don't wait till the water runs dry. Remember that song? No. Really? <laughs> no, you're you remember on bended knee? Uh, yeah, I remember on bended knee. I remember that one. Do you remember that whole thing? I mean, that was a that was a whole time in Seems American like history. And then they're bringing back Paula Abdul straight up now. Tell me, do you really want to love me for? And what happens is we're doing this show, and it's like a uh, it's like it's like a plague almost. We're doing the show. We're talking about file organization. Next thing you know, Ryan Myers looks over, Doctor Z looks over, then poof. It's like they're gone, and then I, 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 I noticed that there's a few people out there right now at the BOK Center. Uh, I don't know if Mar Marshall, you, you survived the, the, the plague. You didn't go down there early yet, I, did you? I, I didn't go down there early. Okay, so Marshall did not rush down there yet to get his tickets, but there's people that are at the BOK right now waiting in line to see the face 
of Paula Abdul to see the face of boys to men. Now, just full disclosure, there used to be four, now there's three. And that right there is a travesty. I'll yes, tell you that. I'll tell you that's a travesty. I think I saw Ryan Myers pick up Dr. Z and take him down there. I think the Dr. Z is currently <laughs> auto wrapping Ryan Myers' vehicle with the faces of the original four boys to men, uh, you know, guys on the on the side of his vehicle. It's it's a gift. It's a gift. So anyway, the people have have have, have left, and so inside the box that rocks, we have a new a new fresh newness here. We have Marshall Morris, business coach, in the inside the box that rocks. We have Sharita, a business coach, inside the box. Sharita, how are you doing? I'm doing doing great. How are you guys doing? Hey, real quick, I want to know, on a scale yeah. of 1 to 10, 10 being euphoria, boys to men, wow, 1 being, eh. How, how pumped up are you about boys to men? It's it's about 9, 9.75. 9.75, nine close to 10. Now, pa Paula. now Paula, Paula. Paula's Paula. going to be there, new kids on the block. I mean, just... I like it. Please don't go, girl. And the way he hit the high <laughs> note, you know, he just had that falsetto. You know, so you, you, oh my gosh, it was just so good. Wow, they don't make music like that anymore. I feel like I need to say that they do not make. The, listen, if you are someone who is they, if you are them, and you're making music today, <laughs> I want you to start making music like that. Yes. Okay, make music like that. But we're talking today is about step number nine of the Boom System. It's creating repeatable processes through file organization. So we're moving on to this next step, and I'm going to walk you through this, and it's so, so important that you do this step, okay? Did you see Marshall's karate chop over here? He was, like, setting up some good moves. Show I'm so, him. He I'm was so doing excited. It. He this was is doing my it. favorite step. Do this, it. This, hold on, one more. Oh wow, he's wow, doing. Wow, it's wow. it's he's tough to see it on on the radio. It's <laughs> tough to see that on the radio, but you you can feel the, the excitement there. Okay, so here's what you have to do, Marshall. You have to make everything duplicatable or everything repeatable. So talk to me from your perspective, because I see so many people who have what they believe to be a repeatable process, but nothing is documented. So we're talking about the process itself. So um, let me do one example of one. Uh, we've all been to Jiffy Lube, right? We've all been to Jiffy Lube, and they have a great repeatable process. Yeah. I'm sure if the end times happened, and for some reason everyone got immediately sent up to heaven, and I made bad choices, and so now I'm here, and I have to go work at Jiffy Lube. I could kind of hop in there because you walk in and the first move is they say, sir, you want some popcorn? You want to have uh, some Sprite or something? And so you sit down in the lobby. There's magazines in there. They're watching some kind of sports show, uh, usually uh, you know, ink magazines, business magazines, that kind of thing, sports magazines. And then they go back out there. They start to do some things on your car. They change the oil, and they go through this process. And they say, sir, uh, can I grab you for a second? Sure. And they go, okay. Uh, it's sh showing right now the manufacturer recommends that we do this. And you say, do you want to do this or that? And you go, yeah, I kind of. I don't know. What is it again? They go, well, the air filter. You know, the air filter, the manufacturer <laughs> recommends that we go ahead and change the air filter right now, you know? And, and did, did, did you want to go ahead and change it, or, or, or do, do, do you want to risk it? And it's something about the word, the manufacturer, that always gets me that I'm like, wait it's a, a minute. It's a higher power. Yeah. I'm like, wait, yeah. I need they to do that. They manufactured. And so you yeah. say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and and I'm going to go ahead and replace that air filter. Yeah. And they go, okay. And then they come back a minute later. Um, sir, um, your belt, I want to show this to you real quick. And they always, I don't know what a good belt or a bad belt looks like, but Agreed. they always come back and they're like, <laughs> the, the belt now, the sir, the belt, when it was out there running, you could hear kind of a and you're, you're going, and you're, you, what was that? You could hear kind of a and I don't know if you want to, are you traveling anytime soon, sir? I mean, and I'm like, no, I'm never going to travel again. Does your family ride with you? Yeah. yeah. And okay. Now, sir, you your children, your brake pads are what I would consider to be stage three worn. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost like uh, stages of cancer they're using, where yeah. you feel like you have heard these before. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's stage four, and you're like, 
do we need to do chemo on it's the critical? On the, it's critical, sir. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead? And they do this process, and one by one, they upsell you everything. You get out of there for that $19 oil change. You usually get out of there for $197. <laughs> Uh, you leave with some popcorn, uh, and then they come out and they show you what they did. They say, "Sure, I want to show you real quick here, sir. Uh, you see that's topped off here. This is topped off. That's topped off over here." We, we did have a three hundred and seventy-eight point inspection. <laughs> and the thing is, I don't know. I don't know what the crap they're talking about. So they're Me like, either. <laughs> like I can't even and I don't want my car to blow up. I don't no. want my car to blow up. The guy could literally be making things up. You go over here. You can see this is the rotary valve on the M line. We yeah. went ahead and changed that they for you. I think they charge women for blinker fluid. Oh. Listen, I don't want my car to blow up. So I'm like, okay. For blinker fluid. I don't want my car to blow up. Yeah, she the wiper <laughs> blades. I'm like, it. okay, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Right over do there. it. So I, no, I get it that there's no fluid in there, but I'm just saying in the moment, you're like, my husband's not here. Do it all. I, I feel like I should get my blinker fluid changed. <laughs> do it. I don't so, know. So that that's sort of the situation, Marshall. That's a good system. That's the Jiffy Lube system. It's a system. It's repeatable. But then there's everybody else. So Marshall, help us out. What's, what's the problem? Okay, so there's an important principle and it's consistency breeds confidence. It's the whole reason why we feel confident going to one Starbucks or another Starbucks, because we know all the drinks, they're going to be made the same. You're going to be greeted the same way. It's going to be the same brand. There's a consistency about it. And that's why the franchising model is so awesome. Preach the good news, because I'm in rare form. I am in rare form today. I am so irate with people touching my stuff. If you're listening right now and you have the physical capacity to touch my stuff, for the love of all this holy, quit touching my freaking stuff. Don't touch my stuff, Marshall. And, and, and you are in rare form because oh. the consistency of where, regardless of wherever it is that you put it, you put it there, therefore you know it's there. Certain aspects of today would have been different if people didn't touch my stuff. Mm. Okay. Right. Certain yeah. aspects. Certain but, aspects. But here we are in this Boys to Men Wednesday, Marshall. You preach the good news, and I'm just going <laughs> to complain. Okay. <laughs> so, so here's where most business owners struggle. I'm a business coach, and so I work uh, as a business coach with a number of different clients. And the important thing is that a lot of business owners that I'm working with, they are currently doing all of the execution themselves. Mm. Okay. Now, they might have the diligence to be able to do the same thing every single time, but they have not built a business. They have built a job for themselves. And mm -hmm. so what I'm going to ask a lot of the business owners that are listening, and, uh, and if you have a friend that's a business owner, I encourage you to tell them this, but you must move as an owner to managing strategy and delegating execution. Repeat that again. So what? Good. Manage strategy and delegate execution. Now, in order to delegate execution, you have to build a system and a process. And so the next time that you do something that is an execution process within your business, make it the last time that you do it. Mm. Now, here is, here is where the things get weird. This is where they get weird. And I'll, I'll just give an example, because Marshall, you've worked with me for nine years, so we're going to go back to the DJs. DJ. Oh, wow. Back before the business coach career, we're talking about the DJ world. Okay, DJ. So here we go. This jockey. Every CD was organized alphabetically, every CD. So here's how it worked, okay? So you had um, the R&B section, and if you never DJed before, they were in order. And then if you wanted to create music, they call it the party starters, okay? So let's say you're at a wedding, you're at a party, and you don't know what to play. You've got about two minutes on the clock, two minutes on the clock, and you're trying to get the party going, and you don't know what to play because you're a new DJ. You would go to party starters round one, 
And on that, you would find the jams that always work. I mean, every time you play Usher, yeah. Boop, 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 boop. DJ, goes, yeah, DJ yeah. Party Starter Track 2, Usher, yeah, bam. And, and people, would, people would go, oh, that, 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 or you'd play Ice Ice Baby. It's a token move. It's a token move. Track 19 I on to that DJ on Party Starter that. 2. That's the move. Now, here's a Party Starter 4 had like the cha-cha slide, you know, the courtesy dance moves. Whereas the Macarena, you know, the Cupid Shovel, these clever songs, you know, we got the ones. And then you added the Dougie and stuff like that over time. But the point is, it was all organized. And every show, when you guys came back, I would make you open your case and put them in order. Not me. Not me. But I mean, I made people do it. You it was already did it. You saw it. Already, it was, he already did it. You saw me do it, though. I know him, yeah. I did it. Till like 2 a.m. every time. I, it was it was wild. And I would lose my mind. I remember uh, Rico. Oh, Rico, if you're listening to me, I ain't mad at you, but work with me. I'm like, Rico, open the open the case. And he's like, dude, it's 2 in the morning. I'm like, it'll be 4 in the morning. Redo them all. Yeah. Because if you don't have time to stay organized, the next show's crazy. Right. Because then the next DJ has to go out to the show. Have you ever gone to a show where you had to use the CD case from a jackass who did not Put you his spe- stuff in the right place. spend the first hour setting up, just reorganizing everything. I hate when people touch my stuff. Why do people want to touch people's stuff? What the is wrong with people? Can I, we play Ice Ice Baby? That's all I'm thinking. We can't do it right now. Okay. We it's cannot. A jam. It's a jam, though. It's well, a jam. It's I a just I found myself singing it in the back. Do you know all the words all right, to that? Stop. Well, it's a, okay, Mar- Marshall. When you're, why do people want? Because you see this in small businesses. Why do people want to screw with the system? What's going on? Okay, well, check this out. They want to screw with the system because they get uh, maybe complacent or tired or they're bored of doing the same thing every single day the same way. But here's the stick: is that simplicity, which is a system, simplicity scales. And complexity fails. Boom. So if it is complex, if you are making it hard, if you are making it complex, that will fail every single time. But success is the boring, repetitive, routine systems that you execute every single day. I know that uh, working with uh, stevecurrington.com, uh, I'm a business coach. He is a business owner. Okay. And what Steve has done, that is maybe not a glamorous idea. It's not an innovative idea. But he just comes in in the morning, early in the morning, before the rest of his team, the rest of his employees are waking up, and he's getting up doing search engine optimization. So, Steve, talk to uh, everybody that's listening about how uh, maybe boring or, like, non-interesting. Monotonous. Monotonous. Mm -hmm. Monotonous Mm -hmm. is the real word here. Recording uh, podcasts or maybe doing search engine optimization or how excited you are to be able to do that on a on a weekly basis. I, I love it. I love it. There's a quote that you know if if you've ever been to Thrive, you know that one day we went we went home and then the next day we got up and there were quotes everywhere. Yes, right? that's right. There were quotes. <laughs> there were quotes everywhere. So here there's here. there's good news that yeah. needed to be shared on the walls. Yeah. So in the in the restroom in the men's restroom it says there are two ways. The, the pragmatic, hardworking, diligent way, the right way. And number two is the lazy, emotional, idea festival. Let's focus on company culture and how we feel the wrong way. So what I would say is getting up and taking care of your search engine optimization or recording your podcast or doing any of that is the hardworking, diligent way. that You just have to get up and you just have to do it over and over and over. Yeah, is it fun? Not every day. I mean, you can ask Sam. He was in here two weeks ago when Ty and I were recording our podcast and we're like at each other's throats because it's early in the morning. We're, you know, cranky. we're tired. We're cranky. Yeah. We're trying to get, you know, to episode number two million. And we're on episode number 
180 or something. Yeah. <laughs> but you're so, topping Google now. If you type in Tulsa Mortgages, you're yeah. starting to get the reward, and inspiration sure. is that reward. Exactly. Exactly. So you, you have to just do it. you got to grind. You know, you just have to grind it out, not not have an idea, because that's what everybody does. They're like, I have this new idea. When we, come, when we come back, when we come back, Marshall is going to play the, the a cappella of, of boys to men singing. These are guys who grew up in high school in, in Philadelphia. And they practiced, and they practiced, and they practiced. It got to a point where their four-part harmony was so good, you could not ignore them. I repeat, if you want to be successful, you got to be so good, people cannot ignore you. Oh, you'll get discovered if you're that good. So you want to get that good. We're going to play a little acapella version on this Boys to Men Wednesday edition of the Thrive Time Show. Z and Ryan are, are, Ryan are already off in line at the Boys to Men concert, but we're holding down the fort right here on the thrivetimeshow.com. My name is Sean Lohman, and I'm from here in Tulsa, actually, Owasso. I own a residential redevelopment company, so I buy properties, and then I fix them up, and then I sell them for a profit. Well, Thrive is very non-industry specific, so when we come here, there's business owners from all different aspects of business. You know, they're doing all different industries, and he's teaching us how to look at it from that angle because he's he owns nine businesses clay clark owns nine businesses so he's he knows what's in common with all of them so he's teaching these big principles things like just the backbone of how a sales conversation should look or specifically what your your marketing campaign needs to look like in order to make it be sustainable um, those are some of the biggest things that i'm going to take away and implement immediately it's, a, it's an intimate environment. You know, there's less than less than 30 people here, business owners. So you get a chance to ask questions, and it's just really informative and um, inspiring. Oh, this place is cool. There's a lot going on in here. There's a lot to look at. Um, there's a lot of uh, inspiring and motivational things on the walls, and lots of accomplishments, and just uh, a very cool yet productive atmosphere. I'm coming in here yesterday, and you know, we're there's a sales team in here. It was Friday, so you know they're they're ringing appointment bells and hitting gongs when they're making sales, and it's just a really um, motivating environment to be in to see you know how this how this business is done basically. Clay's presentation style is really great. This is kind of a no BS, very direct sort of style, but he'll also get you know non-specific with with what he's teaching, and then he'll get very specific and he'll use stories throughout the process to really help it connect to you and, and make it implementable. Consistently, he is he's offered an opportunity to ask questions at the end of each workshop, and so that's really where you know the learning takes place is asking those questions and, and getting those direct answers so that we can you know take those action items away from that. Uh, I don't see enough questions being asked, and sometimes that's just natural. Um, but if people are missing out on the opportunity to ask questions, they're missing out on the opportunity to learn. And so if there's anything that's going to stop you from learning and growing, it's you. If you're here, you're going to learn and grow as long as you're motivated to do that. And these other seminars that I've, I went to six actually in the last year. So uh, of these six, uh, at, at every single opportunity, you know, at the end, always, there's always a back of the room thing. Hey, you can spend a little money here and get this or that or this. And although those things are helpful, that's not always necessarily the best feeling we want to get. So he wants us all to know, and he's very clear about the fact that he's not trying to upsell us anything. His motivations are different. He's not trying to sell us. He's trying to help us. He's trying to mentor us. And he's very open about it. So I'd say it's, it's awesome. That aspect of it's awesome. We need more people who are motivated in this world. We need more people who are willing to become entrepreneurs, who are willing to create jobs. We need more of that. There's not enough of it. 
So that's, the, to me, the message, that's the, the goal is mentor a million people is this company's idea. And it's a beautiful idea and I'm behind it 100%. So I want to contribute in any way I can as I move forward. This is just awesome. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio, where we are talking today about file organization. And we're holding down the fort because Tulsa has begun to, one by one, like a plague, like an end times scenario. A lot of people believe, you know, end times, they say that uh, basically... And we're going to have Robert on the show in just a minute. He's going to get on the mic here in a few minutes. But Robert studied theology at uh, Oral Roberts University. He's now a business coach, but he studied uh, theology there. And apparently, there's people who believe that if you know if you do things the right way, eventually God will come back. And when he comes back, certain people get to go up early. It's like you get to go into the party early, so you get you, you, d- you disappear. And then you there's get guys. A VIP pass. Yeah, it's you, VIP, VIP, just like at the yeah. Boys to Men concert. <laughs> no, you, go, you, go, you skip. You skip the line. Can we? Can we get? Mar- um, can we get Robert in the microphone real yeah, quick? Because I want Robert to educate Bring us. It. Because I want to make sure that I'm uh, understanding what it is that people um, believe or how this works. Because you went to Oral Roberts University and you studied theology. So what's the concept where people go up to heaven early? They get like a hall pass. What's that called? So this is a concept called the rapture, mm. where uh, the people that have already accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior will be raptured into heaven uh, before God's final judgment on earth when he releases his vengeance and his wrath uh, to destroy the, the, the world. And because I'm only like a plan B Christian, you know, I'm kind of <laughs> like a phase two Christian. I'm like a Shut backup. Up. I no, think you're selling I'm, yourself short no, there. No, be real here. This is, my, this is how I look at it. My son, you know, my son was born blind. I didn't become a Christian until about 10 years ago. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like the guy who's, you know, you, you like a basketball team. I went to watch the uh, Celtics. My, pr- my friend uh, Phil uh, uh, Pressy, you know, he's, he's playing there for the Celtics. And I go to the game to watch, and uh, there's a guy on the team who used to start, uh, Gerald Wallace. He used to start. He used to be a very good player. He's always, you know, 15 rebounds a game. And something happened where all of a sudden he gets traded, and he's making a lot of money, but he's sitting out at the end of the bench, not really understanding how he ended up here (laughs) or what's going on. So he's on the bench, and he's just kind of like, why am I not starting? And you can just tell how frustrated he is. Like, I don't understand why I was starting 15 rebounds a game. I'm still getting paid well, but now I'm at the end of the bench on the Celtics. I believe in the team, but I don't know why I'm not out here playing, and I really don't know how I got here, and I don't understand what they're talking about, but I'm going to go with it. That's sort of my this Christianity. <laughs> that's sort of where I'm in. That's how I'm I have, in, in all my studies, I've never heard of, of that sort of theology explained. That's, I love that's it. fascinating. And I hate to get super deep with the Thrivers, but I know about as much about my Christianity as I know about my cell phone. Like, I use that cell phone, I pick it up, and I, you know, make the call outbound, inbound, and I go, wow, look at that, it works, I believe in it, you know what I mean? That, that's I how would... I see Christ work. I see my son was born <laughs> blind, now he's not. I'm in. I don't know why, though. Just on I, the end of the bench. Yeah, I that's like right, that. on the end I of the like bench. That. Don't I quite think, get it. I think that's actually a great thing. I, yeah. think that's a I know that's alarming for people to be honest on the radio, I but here's the thing: you get a VIP pass. Oh, anyway, so You're the rapture. The if the rapture, you know, works and it, and it, you know, all of a sudden you get taken up there. Let's just say that I'm stuck here and I got to run a Jiffy Lube. They've got repeatable systems where B teamers like me could get in there right away and run that thing. I could run a subway because the repeatable systems. But a lot of people uh, have businesses where if anybody on your team was sick for even a day, we're not talking about the rapture. You're sick for a day. Everything falls apart, and then Armageddon 
ensues. Now, Mar- now, Marshall, we're going back to Robert here. Robert, you studied uh, theology at Oral Roberts University before you became a business coach. What is Armageddon? Armageddon is described in the book of Revelation. Mm. It is the last book of the Protestant and uh, Catholic canon of Scripture. Yeah. And it basically describes the final battle, the, the, the end battle, the battle of all battles between God and his army when Jesus Christ returns riding on a horse with a giant sword. He's so good at this. Now, I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this. I want to ask you, was Revelations written by a guy who was alone on an island for a long time? Yeah. Uh, Yes, that, that, <laughs> there are so many theories about the author of Revelation. I don't even want to get into it, but that, that's one of the most popular ones, yes. Okay, okay, so here we go. So we're talking about we want to build a system so good that if there was a rapture and your A team left, the B team could still come in there and I run the business. This, I because love this of, topic. Because if not, Armageddon, it would be like Armageddon in your business. That's, that's kind of the idea here. Now, now, here's the deal, Thrivers. We have a group performing tonight, Boys to Men. Dr. Z's already left to go to go see him. Ryan Myers has already left. It's like a, a rapture moment in the office. Everyone has already left. They're down there at the BOK chanting, Boys to Men, Boys to Men. There's one lady going, Paul Abdul. I'm like, silence. It's Boys to Men in concert. Boy, Paul Abdul. Stop it. Silence. She has auto-tune. Do you stop <laughs> cheering for Paul in her auto-tune, okay? You cheer for real people like Boys to Men. But anyway, so, Marshall, we've got an acapella clip of Boys to Men, and these yeah, guys have it. been practicing so much over and over repetitively, they've got this good. And this is how your business should sound, the symphony of commerce. This is how it should feel and sound if you do the same thing. Here we go. Crank it up. All acapella. Give it to us. So good. Crank it up a little more. Can we get some more? Let me crank it up here. I'm going to just let it happen. Here we go. Let's do it. So good. Acapella. How is this possible? Rob Nation, here we go. Unbelievable. Listen to that. I'm crying right now. That's why Dr. Z's to be okay right now. He's there just weeping. We're not worried. We're not worried. Okay, Marshall, we can kill it. But that's what it should sound like. That's how it should feel when everything's in motion. So, Sharita, you, you've coached clients. You see business owners who are in this very fast-moving dysfunction. Nothing is organized. The owner has taken the time to make a system on how to organize how to save things, but then the emotions enter into the thing. People don't want to do the same thing over and over. Why? Well, I think it's just easier to say, oh, I'm tired, or oh, I'm not feeling well today, or to have an excuse as to why it's not working. And um, that accountability, when Marshall was talking earlier about how you have to have those systems, you have to be able to delegate things that need to get executed, you have to just focus not on how you feel, but on what needs to get done. You're a big proponent of that. You taught us all action items, what's the next step. It's not about how you feel. I have a really, really deep mind-blowing. We come back after the break. It's going to be mind-blowing. And people are going to listen to this, and they're going to go, I did not know that. And they'll go, I did not know that, too. And then, I did not know that, three. And your brain might explode. So I want you to get some duct tape ready. And you want to tape that around your head to get ready. But Marshall, again, you're working with businesses. You've coached clients that now they've got their whole team rowing in the same direction. Everyone is actually using the systems. How, are, how have you gotten some of the, how have you helped coach some of those clients to do that 
Timmy, what, what, what are they doing well, and, and how are they able to get their whole team rowing in the right direction? I want to brag on one client right now. Do it. He's doing an incredible job. Yep. Brandon over at Elite Cabinets oh, Tulsa. Come, oh, come on, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon, yeah, yeah. Give it up for Brandon. Oh, give it yeah. up, give oh. it up for him. Oh, Brandon. Brandon. Brandon is doing an incredible job in, no lie, probably about... Um, you know, six to eight months ago, yeah, he was having he was having a little bit of trouble, growing pains, growing pains. Yeah, everyone's having growing pains. And and so what he was doing, and the reason why he was having trouble is he was wearing a lot of hats. He was wearing a lot of hats. He's okay? a hat wearer. He he was a hat wearer in his business. Okay, mm. and so he's actually having to do the booking of the jobs. He's actually having to go produce the jobs. He's having to go install the jobs. But what he was able to do is systemize all of the different processes, and so now he's serving more as a manager and going and helping different employees and helping different people actually execute these beautiful, they're awesome, modern style cabinets. And so if you're looking to install cabinets or get some modern cabinets, the European style cabinets, um, make sure that you reach out to Elite Cabinets Tulsa. Now, Thrive Nation, we come back, we're going to talk about how to get your team rowing in the same direction and executing your systems. And I'm about ready to drop some knowledge bombs on your cranium. Stay tuned. It's the thrivetimeshow.com on your radio on this Boys to Men Wednesday, baby, baby. My name is Tyler Schultz with Witness Security from here in Tulsa. Well, I actually started listening to uh, Thrive on the radio, 1170, and uh, then I got my dad into uh, listening to the show, and then it actually turned into Clay gave us a call, and uh, we started actually working with Clay on a weekly basis. He's helped us drastically when it comes to the SEO, getting us high, a little bit higher in different markets. Uh, we then he offered the conference and just learned a lot when it comes to the sales and um, the employee side of things. It's going to help our business drastically. Oh, very um, intuitive, just uh, pulling you in to break down each part of your business. Uh, the interview process, the employee process, um, if employees not working out, you let them go. It's a drastic experience. You just have to come and check it out. I mean, there's so many things that they can help you with. Clay's a funny guy. Uh, he just wants to get into each and every uh, person's business and help you out. Oh, I know I've asked a couple of questions, and he's uh, broken down that question and answered it uh, in several different ways. There, there are so many different things. The SEO, uh, first and foremost, he will help you get the the more business coming in and then once that is coming in then he uh, helps you with the employee process of uh, do I need to hire more people do I need what what do I need to put in place and he gets you there you hear of all the other different type conferences and I, I myself have never been to one but uh, the walking on coals and all that stuff that just seems like a bunch of hype that isn't really needed and I know of several people that have gone to those type conferences and yet they haven't, because there's no action, actionable deals, you really don't have any moving forward steps. It's just hype and it's not needed. Well, just the cost in and of itself versus $6,000 for one conference and no actionable steps versus $1,500 and there is actionable steps. Uh, you can't beat it. 
you can Wrap it like a present for thee Wrap it on the side and on the hoodie Design it with a call to action Don't be afraid to express your passion Auto wraps make everything look nice Auto wrap your bike and maybe your wife Wanna wrap it? They do too Call Outlaw Customs, call back you Oh, big shout out to Outlaw Customs and Ryan Myers Who, I tell you what, Ryan Myers wanted to be here But the, the tractor beam of the Boys to Men concert It started pulling him towards He and Dr. Z had to get to the BOK early They got there and they began to put up a tent have you ever seen these people, Sheree, that will put up a tent <laughs> on have. the Friday? Was it, was it, is, it, is, it, is it the night of Thanksgiving? They'll put out the, the, oh, the gosh, tent yes. because the stores open at midnight. I can't. And they get ready for that TV. They're going to yes. buy that Samsung yeah. 68 it's not inch. It's to me. I'll pay full price. I'm not camping out for the TV. Well, some <laughs> these guys are at the BOK, and the, Dr. Z started the chant. He started the chant there. We've got some Facebook footage. He's out there <laughs> chanting. He's saying, Boys, two men. And yeah. Ryan's saying, Boys, two men. And this lady, she keeps interrupting. She's yelling, Paul Abdul. And they're going, Silence. Yeah. And it just, it's a, it's a chorus. It's awesome. But we're talking today about file organization. We're talking about how to stay organized and how to get your team rowing in the same direction. Now, Robert, you studied theology at Oral Roberts University. And while you were doing that, I was studying entrepreneurship through the School of Hard Knocks. So now I'm ready to educate. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, this is the deal. Um, back in the day, um, there's, there's a group of people that uh, had these things called clogs. There's, there's French people, like shoes, you know? And they also called them sabots, okay? So a shoe, like a clog, a shoe, was a French word for shoe, right? And uh, according to, uh, there's an article that came out that, that uh, was in Gallup, okay? And Gallup is showing um, research on what percentage of people are actively disengaged, meaning they're trying to actually hurt the business. Um, one year they came out and said 188 percentage of people they interviewed. They interviewed thousands of people. 18.8 percentage of people are trying to hurt the business. And then one year they came out and said 17.5. But the point is, back in the day, these employees got mad at their boss. So they took their, their shoes, their, 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 their sabot, and they threw them into the machines to break them on purpose, oh, God. a.k.a. the word sabotage. That's what sabotage means, is it's throwing the sabot into the system to break it, the verb, you know, sabotage. True story. So I am saying to you that I believe, and if you're listening right now and you disagree, it's okay. I believe that half, I don't believe this is an accurate stat because anytime you interview someone with statistics, they lie. So I'll give you an example about me, and I'll give you an example of how I, I lie all the time, and I shouldn't, but I do. Just an example. If somebody says to me, how are you doing? And I am angry at them, I will not say, I am angry at you. I won't say, how are you doing? I'll say, I am currently angry at you. I won't do that because it's better for the health of the organization to just not say, I'm angry with you. Okay. Now, over time, when you're, you have people that you're, you know, you build a team, a squad, we have a group of, of business coaches that I feel like we're all very transparent with each other. You have kind of like a pack, a wolf pack where you can be direct and candid with that group. You know what Ooh. I mean? But when you're doing a survey, and you don't know if it's uh, anonymous or not, you don't know how many people actually read the, you don't know how many people are going to, you don't know if this information is going to get out there. So if they ask you, have you actually done things to hurt your own business that you work at on purpose? And 18% of people say yes. Just from my firsthand experience, I believe that number is at least two to three times higher. Way more. Because some people might think they're not hurting the business, right? They might say, oh, no, never. But so I will like give you four examples of people hurting the business in my life in the last month that make me crazy. Uh. 
So here we go. We have Elephant in the Room Television. Marshall, have you seen Elephant in the Room Television? Yeah, I've seen it. We actually record the stores. We have audio and video for surveillance to make sure we don't steal, st steal stuff. You know, people aren't stealing things. It's to keep theft down. And the employees know this, right? They know. Yeah, and they the, know there's this. cameras posted. People yeah, can see. they know. Well, we had a customer the other day, you know, steal some stuff, and that's expected. But the other day on Elephant in the Room TV, you know, it was a fascinating show yesterday. It's fascinating. <laughs> this person says, do you understand that if you tell them that you are having a baby, they'll let you work from home. What? Because there's one person who works here who did have a baby, and we let her work from home because we wanted to help her financially. But another person just said, just tell her you're having a baby, and I'm telling you they'll let you work from home. This is a fascinating show. <laughs> I'm the star of this show. And that they go, like a great just episode. tell him. They said, he's a bleeding heart. He'll do it. He'll, you just, and these two ladies are talking up front. Now, if you're listening to the radio show right now, and you happen to be those two ladies, here it comes. Get ready. So what happens is there's three stores, so it's kind of a mystery who it is. But that was just yesterday. Sounds and like reality TV. It is. Yeah. Now the other, this other thing, there's this thing called you know, instant chat, Snapchat. There's you know, and the thing is because we have keystroke recorders, I can see what they write. So one move was, hey, when you get to work, clock in an extra hour early. No one will check. That was just yesterday. Mm. So out of ninety something people, that's three yesterday. That's a fun show. So I believe in your business, you have sabotage, aka throwing these shoes, the clogs, the French word for shoes, into said machine all the time. So I believe that as an owner, you cannot expect anything you do not inspect. Because I believe that the human race is inherently sinful. Now, Robert, the theology here, um, there's a word called nefarious. And nefarious is where you're intentionally trying to harm things, right? Um, talk to me about the Bible, what the Bible allegedly says. I mean, this is the Bible. So I guess you could say what the Bible literally says or, or specifically says. And we can decide whether we agree with you or not. But talk to me about the human nature. Does the Bible say that humans are inherently uh, sin-free or sinful. I'm new. I've only been in the Christian game for a decade. Please He's on educate. The end of the bench, help yeah, him right. out. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's a lot of different theories of this, of course, with anything in scripture. But the basic concept is the reason why we need a savior, right? The reason why we, we, we need Jesus is because naturally we tend towards sin. And the Bible defines sin as anything that is really against God. And what does God stand for? God stands for uh, virtues like uh, character, integrity, uh, 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 compassion, uh, 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 hardworking. Omniscient? Omnipotent? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 those are some of the qualities of God. Wow, wow. And so, and so uh, you know, the, the reason why we need a, a Savior is because we drift towards those negative qualities. In the same way, if we do not hold people accountable right, they will naturally drift towards those nefarious qualities that you're describing. And somebody's listening going, wow, Clay Clark sounds like he's upset with the people. No, 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 I'm going <laughs> to now rip on myself. So, Marshall, let's say you were a police officer, okay, and you have to contend with me on the road, all right? You have to deal with me, all right? You've got your work cut out for you, buddy. Here, here we go. First off, I'm just asking you thrivers rhetorically, because I'm, I'm just telling you my confessions here. What, if you're the police officer, why do I stick within the speed limit? Because I only have like one ticket on my record, but why do I stick within the speed limit? If you're the police officer, what makes me, as an average citizen, stick within the speed limit? What do you speculate? Because they understand that the police officers are out there trying to do their job and keeping everybody abiding by the rules. They now, get pulled over. I don't want a ticket. There's a consequence. Yeah, maybe, I don't right? want a ticket. Now, there's a move, though. There's a move. There's a move. There's certain <laughs> pathways. 
in the highway system. And, and, and I teach know, us, teach I, us. Well, I know about these systems, these areas, <laughs> these places. <laughs> there are places where there could not possibly be a police officer on the side of the road mm-hmm. because you can see line of sight in all directions. Yeah. And in those areas, if the speed limit is 65, I might go 77. <laughs> <laughs> really? And I might have done this before. Maybe, I'm not saying maybe. that I do, Perhaps. but to make it unnerving for you, Thrivers, I actually do it every day. So anytime where there is an area where there's no consequence for yeah. violating traffic laws, yeah. I sort of run roughshod over those laws. And then when I discover through the power of correction, a.k.a. inspection, from said police officer, you can't do said thing, and the consequence is high enough, then I stop doing it. And so I have learned now that I'm 36, right, that I probably should just calm down. But I'm just saying is there's everybody here, if you're listening right now, everybody, you know you're in a 65-mile-an-hour zone, and you're driving 69, 72, 73, because you're trying just to push the boundaries, right? But five over, like, you can do that. I do that all day. I think that's, like, But okay. that's the mindset of yeah. the employees. They're going to try to drive five over. Yeah. <laughs> right? They're going to try True. to do it. So when we come back, Marshall, I want to talk to you about how you police those systems because you're very good at managing and executing. I want to talk about how to deal with an employee team who's always trying to drive five miles over. Right here live on the Thrive Time Show and Boys to Men Wednesday. So I, you know, listen to talk radio. I drive a lot for work um, and, you know, got tired of listening to radio all the time and I can't plug my phone into my truck. It's, it's too old. Um, and so, you know, one day the Thrive Show was just in place of the talk show I normally listen to, um, and it was, you know, definitely more entertaining than most radio shows. Um, and so that's, you know, took about a week or two before I actually looked more into it. I think it's wonderful. It's it's been great. It's a great environment. Um, I love the feel in here, and I really love how, you know, entertaining uh, Clay can be as well. Yeah, I am so grateful to be here, and um, I've loved just learning everything. I'm, t- I'm learning a lot about branding and how to market my business, because that's kind of where um, I've had a hard time is I can take pictures, I'm good at it, I have my prices and everything, but it's hard to get the clientele, so learning about the marketing has really helped me, and I can't wait to implement it into my own business after this, because it's been so great. We're so grateful to be here. I think yeah. I can go home and... Like, I have it written out, the, the steps that I need to take and, and everything. It's very practical. Yeah, a big thing that's, that's helped me, um, you know, even without business stuff, is just, you know, a, a mental attitude aspect they have that I can apply to my current job and current life. I love it. I am laughing a lot of the time, and it's so entertaining, and I, I just love being here. It's awesome. I, I really like the smaller class group. Um, so it is more of an interaction, even if it isn't, you know, a constant, raise my hand, here's the question, here's the answer. Um, it's just that kind of feel, just just a smaller It's great. Yeah. They haven't tried to upsell us anything. It has all just been very knowledgeable, and they are just teaching you how to grow your business. So yeah. Clay's been very giving with his, his time, um, his knowledge, his talents. Um, you know, at work, you know, when I was telling people about this, they're like, I hope you're not joining some get rich scheme. Yeah. Like, you know, even if it is, he's not going to charge me for it. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, I mean, I would even love to come again. Yeah. Hey! I know, I know, I know, I know, I know.
right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show here on your radio. My name is Clay Clark, the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, the father of five human kids, broadcasting here live from the left coast of the Arkansas River in beautiful Jinx, America, within the Thrive15.com world headquarters. And in Marshall Morris, business coach, Sharita Bent, business coach, Robert Redmond, business coach, and we have Eric Chubb, business coach, all inside the box that rocks. And so Eric Chubb's going to be, he's going to be coming in here in just a minute, so you guys, you guys get yourself emotionally ready for a laser show, oh a laser show. Now, Marshall, we're talking about building these systems. And once you build these systems, you, you tell your team specifically, this is how we name things. This is where we put it. And this is why we do it. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. So as an example, there's a very, very good friend of mine who uh, works for Disney. And when they perform, there's a song. Shri, you know the song, A Whole New World? Yes, Aladdin. So, okay, so there's, there's, a, um, there's a part of the song where the guy's singing. Yeah. And it's him, so he says, no one to tell us no or, or where, where to go. go or say we're only dreaming. A whole and he, new world. Some, Don't you dare close your eyes. Or something, something, da, 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 something. Da, da, ba, ba, ba. But he's into it, right? Yeah, he is, totally. And he's, t he's singing it, though. There's a song, Prince Ali, that she's, pr she's probably saying over and over and over. But if you see her perform, she's like, Prince Ali, mightiest he, Ali, Ali above the wall. wall. Strongest ten regular da, da, men, da, da, definitely. Da, da, da. And you're going, why do you know this? I have, I have daughters. Kids. And yeah. I'm a guy who likes to watch them when the daughters aren't even <laughs> But the thing is, is that you have to sing it with energy, though. I'm just telling you, when you sing it, it's got to be, Prince Ali, mightiest he, Ali, above wall. But you got to you got to get into it, right? you got to get into it. you got to smile, and you got to smile while you're singing it. So, Prince Ali, mightiest he, Ali, above wall. I wish they could Strongest see you. regular men. And you got to, and then there's the crescendo. Yeah. Okay, so it's Prince Ali, mightiest he, Ali, above Strong as 10 regular men, definitely. You got to say it a certain way, and you got to get into it, because if you don't, then it sounds insincere because you're not into it. So this is how a lot of people are singing that song, Marshall, at work. There's people out there who are not Disney. Okay. <laughs> Prince Ali, mighty as he, Ali Obama. <sighs> Strong as 10 regular men. Can I smoke? Can I smoke? Hey, Trevor, can I smoke? Prince Ali, mighty as he. Frick, just play the tape. Yeah. And that's what showbiz pizza is. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. I just ripped showbiz pizza. Come on. <laughs> it's like it used to be a real guy in that suit dancing yeah. around. Yeah. And now it's like this mechanical, automated plastic, hasn't been cleaned in mm. seven years, 10 cent pizza that tastes like cardboard, selling True. it. It's not good. It's not a good thing. Maybe you like it. Maybe I offended you. Maybe you work at showbiz pizza. And if you do work at showbiz pizza, I'm sorry you work at showbiz pizza. They don't know about the glory days of showbiz. Back at the showbiz pizza used to be the yeah, place. Sure. People bringing that passion to the position. So, Marshall, people know where to put it. They know how to name it. They know how they should do it. But they're singing Prince Ali without the passion. So, Heather Ferguson, my wife's very good friend, we saw her do the... She, she was the lead, one of the lead people for the Jersey Boys in uh, New York on Broadway. And she's nailing it. Just bringing that energy. She's singing Disney songs. She brings it. How do you get people to want to do it the right way? Let's start with you, Marshall, business coach. How do you get people to want to do it? How do you do it? You got to install the merit-based pay system. Okay, so the merit-based pay system is going to incentivize the behavior, okay, that you want, mm. and it's going to penalize the behavior that you don't want. Okay, so you install the merit-based pay system. This comes from uh, companies like Southwest Airlines. Okay? Never heard of them. Never heard of them. Okay, uh, Quick Trip. Never okay. been there. Quick Trip. 
I love Quick Trip because Quick Trip has clean bathrooms. Yes, I like to go to the places yes, with the yes. dirty bathrooms. It doesn't affect oh, really? me at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the the question is, I like their is, bathrooms the, too. How do they always have clean bathrooms? Well, it's the mm. Merit pay system, and so there's a couple moves that you do in order to make sure that your employees are consistently doing what they say that they're going to do. Educate number, us. The first thing. Number one is you install the merit-based pay system so that they know that their pay is going to be based on the results that they produce, okay? Okay. There's going to be a portion of how much money that they make based on how well they perform, okay? That's number one. So you're paying people bonuses for doing the right thing. That's right. Wow. Okay. Now, the second thing is every single morning, okay, every single morning, you need to communicate with all of the people that you are responsible for managing, okay? And you need to make sure that they know what it is on their to-do list that they need to be getting done for that day. Now, here's the deal. I want to grab Eric Chupp on the microphone here. Chupp, because, Chupp. because it's like a voice to men. We have four mics. Love it's like it. Motown. We have to have people sharing mics like Motown. Motown had a thing where they had an abundance of talent and a, and a, and a lack of microphone. So there's like he's 25. He's got to share with me because he's a shorty. Okay, so Eric Chupp, you managed a, you managed a, a, a construction crew. And when you manage a construction crew, I mean, did you ever have a situation where the guys working there did not want to do the job? Uh, absolutely. And one of the things that I found was that, so uh, I ran the business with my parents, right? My parents were good people. And so one of the one of the things that I've seen, and I've seen in some of the clients I work with as well, that, um, hey, we're going to introduce merit-based pay. We need checklist-driven systems. Mm. And they're good people, and, and they have a good team that works hard. And they feel bad about making them implement this checklist because at the end of the day, they're tired. They want to go home. So that's what I've seen as, as far as the entrepreneurs. you got to just be there and make these guys do it. Don't let them make you feel bad. Don't let them push you around. No, man. I, and then they show up to the job the next day without the right tools because they didn't follow the checklist the night before. Oh, he's preaching the good news. And for the sake of time, we're going to go right around that horn. Now, Sharita, you sing. You are a singer. You're somebody that if someone's listening right now and they want to have you come out and sing the national anthem or they want to have you sing at events, you do that. Yeah. Um, and people can find you on, what's your website, by the way? SharitaBent.com. It's my first and last name. They can find you up yeah. there and uh, you sing the national anthem. You sing an OU basketball I game. How do you get yourself up? How do you get yourself to want to do it the right way? And what advice would you have for someone who's struggling to? Because I know some people who self sabotage. They take their own shoe, the sabo, the French word for sabo. They take it and they throw it into the machine. They actually sabotage their own careers. What advice would you have for someone who's having a hard time not sabotaging themselves? Well, definitely, it all goes back to just accountability and systems. Like I practice my singing every day, multiple times a day. And even like like a week ago, I was having really bad allergies, you know, and I was like really struggling to sing. But I knew I'm just going to have to rely on like my technique, and I'm just going to come there have a great attitude so it's just not going on how you feel i mean i didn't feel like singing what's your new week. what's your new jam yeah. right now you're into what's the song that you're you're really working on the song that you're kind of like you're the master on. i heard you singing yesterday you and you were singing something incredible oh, what was it you. i sang all i do by stevie wonder can you give us a little sample oh sure oh sing like you did yesterday that was incredible give okay. it just a little bit here we go here, i'm emotionally yeah. prepared i'll look away all right. All right, here we go <laughs> You made my soul a burning fire. You're getting to be my one desire. You're getting to be all that matters to me. And let me tell you, boy, I hope and pray each day I live. A little more love I have to give. A little more love that's devoted and true. All I do is think about you. 
Oh, that is sick. Took that Tulsa is the to hot church. sauce. And I was not planning to do that. <laughs> now, here's the deal. You've practiced, though. I want, to, I want the Thrivers yeah. to get this. If you don't write anything else down today, please write this down. Yeah. Get so good, they can't ignore you. Mm. Steve Martin. That's good. That's Steve Martin there. He's the guy who wrote Father the Bride. He's the guy who wrote The Jerk. He's the guy who was the best stand-up comedian of his era. He's a guy who has done so much. If you look up the movies he's written and the, and the, the, the films he's developed and you look at the comedy he's done, he, and he's a guy who says you want to get so good that people can't ignore you. So, Robert, I want to ask you this here. You, you coach clients. okay? You, you help them as their business coach. What advice would you have for the thrivers out there that are struggling? They've already defined, they've, they've named the systems. They went through the, the hard task of naming everything properly, defining a system. They've labeled where things go in their restaurant and their coffee shop and their hairstyle business and their auto garage at their aircraft maintenance facility, whatever. But they can't get the people to freaking do it. What advice would you have? I would say, first of all, just, just decide to not get emotional about implementing the system. I think that's the biggest downfall for a lot of the people um, that I have worked with in the past who try to implement these systems at first is, is, is they want everyone to feel good. They don't want to be the guy that, that, that has to actually hold everyone accountable. And so as a first step, and, and, and I don't really have any, any sort of helpful tips other than just liberate yourself by deciding not to get emotional about the system. Now, Thrivers, if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, are you guys operating in Beirut? Yeah, we have massive construction going on. We're expanding, so it's an exciting it's background noise. Uh, I have a song that I would like to sing to you, Robert, and to the Thrivers out there. And I've been practicing for several minutes in my mind. And I think it's going to be really plan B. But no, seriously, a lot of Thrivers, though, this is the thing. Every time that you have to hold someone accountable in your mind, you're going, I get so emotional, baby. Every time I think of dudes, because you don't want to talk to your dudes, you're like, I just, and so what you do is you avoid it. And then it gets bigger and bigger and more looming. And the more you avoid it, the bigger it gets. And the bigger it gets, the more you don't want to do it. And pretty soon, the terrorists are running your office. You're now being held hostage, Sharita. And that's that's not something we can have happen. Yeah. We have a move that we teach um, with our business coaching system. And it's to set up group interviews every week. So Boom. that way you can not feel like these people are holding me hostage. I don't have any good employees. If you're interviewing every week, you have a pool of talent to pull from. And if you want to learn about that and much, much more, book your tickets to the July, to the July version of the, to the, to the July edition of the Thrive Time Show in-person workshops. Again, go to thrivetimeshow.com and book your tickets to the July in-person workshops. And as always, three, two, one, boom! boom.